0: Hey guys, this is Christopher Sean, a.k.a. Kazuta Ziono, and you are
1: listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and I'm here with Little Han. Say hey.
0: Hey, it's season two!
1: That's right, we are finally here. We can start reviewing season two of Star Wars Resistance. We're going to talk about Into the Unknown, which was the title of the season premiere. And, and my
0: favorite part was when Kaz was acting crazy when the jet thing
1: when the head didn't have gravity
0: yeah
1: yeah kaz acting crazy and zero g was pretty good we're going to talk a lot about that yeah
0: it's like the pipe broke there's
1: things and it's like yeah yeah you you enjoyed it yeah we got a lot we yeah you and i have a lot to talk about um i'll get into like more details of the episode but why don't you tell everybody what else you liked besides kaz and zero g
0: well and season I did not know the Colossus was a ship until they went to hyperspace. That's right.
1: And now that now that it's a ship, what do you think?
0: I think whatever planet they go to, I just hope they go to a planet we know.
1: They might. We'll see.
0: Like they might go to Dakar.
1: They 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 couldn't. They well, they got close to Dakar. Uh, But then
0: Niku was like. I do not know where we're going.
1: Yeah. Well, as we found out this episode, they were only three parsecs away, which isn't very far. Um, That's
0: like three jumps of hyperspace.
1: Actually, I think they can do one more jump and make it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they might go to Dakar. And um, so, what else did you like about this episode?
0: I loved how BB9E. Got still alive when he just tripped down the base.
1: You know what? We found out that wasn't BB-9E. That was MB-13. That was his name. Yeah. But yep. how did he... Well, I don't, we don't know. We don't know how he survived falling all the way down, but yeah, he was back and he caused a lot of trouble for everybody this episode.
0: Yeah. I thought his name was BB-9E. Well,
1: I thought so too, but no, we found out uh, if you go on the databank on StarWars.com, they revealed that it's MB-13, so it's a different uh, First Order Roly.
0: Oh, so it's like, but how was his camera broken?
1: Uh, Member CB-23 did that last season when they fought.
0: No, that was BB-9E.
1: No, that was MB-13. We just thought it was BB-9E.
0: But who was BB-9E where? Well, Where was Baby 9 e
1: he, He's been on uh, Snoke's ship the whole time. And remember, he's the one who ratted out BB-8 and Finn and Rose in The Last Jedi. Yeah, so they got more than one of those bad boys. I
0: thought they only had one bad boy. No,
1: they got more. They got a lot of bad boys.
0: More bad boys.
1: Yeah.
0: Welcome to Season 2 with more bad boys. <laughs>
1: That's right. Yes, Season 2, more bad boys. <laughs> that, that'd be a good slogan. I like that.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, so... Um, the reason we're recording this the way we are is we are on vacation. We are on Scariff, right? Yep. Yeah, we're at, we're yeah. You know, uh, and
0: then we went to a space center.
1: Yeah, we just got back from Kennedy Space Center, and we got to what uh, what what all did you see?
0: I got to kick my face with BB knee.
1: What? No, that was in the that was on the show, so No, we we got to see the the space shuttle Atlantis. The, it's on display there now, and we got to see the Saturn V rocket that and took. Then, on,
0: and then CB23 almost looks <laughs> like r 2 m 5 but just a Rolly Droid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so. And
0: then who looks like R2D2, but just a Rolly Droid?
1: Okay. Um, no, yeah, Space Center was really cool. I'm glad we got to do that. That, I mean, as cool as I, hey, as I'm
0: glad we got to kick BB nineties butt.
1: BB nineties, but yeah, <laughs> hey, as cool as Star Wars is, uh, just seeing real space stuff, I thought that was pretty awesome. I'm glad I got to share that with you today.
0: And then there's a new Bat too at Disney World for close.
1: We are close. I don't know if we'll go or not, buddy. But we'll. But
0: there's a Falcon.
1: There's a Falcon. Yes,
0: you can fly it. I,
1: I know. Well, I'm well, really excited to go We with we it. will do that buddy, I promise you someday. Uh but right now, yeah, we're at the beach and we're looking out at the Atlantic Ocean is right out the window. Hey, there's a there's a sailing boat. Do you see that? Uh, no, it's a it's a fishing boat. I bet they're looking for uh, lots of good stuff. Yay, Man.
0: we have killed baby 90s
1: butt. <laughs> You're out of control sir. Um yeah, we've and had-
0: I remember the other funny part when I was like Roger!
1: That was our, that was our, that was, no, that was our Lego Star Wars episode I know. No, okay, but also this week was Triple Force Friday Where we got some new, new stuff uh, Tell everybody what you got And when we went to Target
0: I got the Falcon
1: The Lego uh, Falcon Rise of Skywalker Falcon And what else?
0: A Ray.
1: You, yeah With Luke and Ocho a You got the Ocho Lego And a
0: brownie, a porg
1: that's right. Yes, uh, you got the Octo set. That one's been out for a while, but you got it. It had Luke and Ray and Brownie the Pork. So, and the uh, it was so awesome. The Millennium Falcon comes with the galley, so we put Brownie at, in the
0: galley. In the
1: galley and looking at the at the frying pan and so if you've listened to uh my, my my that's right if you've listened to pirate's price or my review of it yeah there there's a scene where z- there- my puff
0: cubes! My puff cubes! <laughs>
1: that's right the porgs and the puff cubes in the kitchen so yes uh sh- and I have a real huh and I
0: have a real
1: yes pork. you have you have you have porgs um so and, I have babies. and let me see. Oh, and also got also got the Lego ATST from the Mandalorian. That set is really awesome. That's a that's a. And real... then
0: I put it on fire for no reason. Yeah,
1: you yeah yeah you added like fire Lego. So it looks like the Mandalorian and Cara were burning it down. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, let me see. I also managed and to then get you had what to
0: change the cockpit where they. Oh yeah
1: yeah the cockpit moves with a little mechanism, but it wasn't very tight, so I fixed that. Um, so now, yeah, uh, lot yeah, lots of cool Legos came out this week, um, and also I didn't manage to pick up the carbonized uh, six-inch black series Mandalorian. He's still in the box.
0: Welcome to season one of the
1: Mandalorian. Yep, season one of Mandalorian is next month. We're gonna I'm gonna review it too. Cannot wait.
0: I cannot wait for season kick bb 90s and the first order's butt
1: <laughs> yes I, I think they're gonna kick the first order's butt on the season of resistance
0: i'm gonna kick my butt's bed <laughs> You're silly,
1: sir. Well uh, let me see what else do we Oh yeah, we we picked up I got you um the Choose Your Destiny book with Finn and Poe by Kevin Scott.
0: No, yeah, you did. you
1: yeah. got me this PB my knees my daddy. <laughs> oh. Um <laughs> let's see what else. Uh we got Spark of the Resistance Woo-hoo! by Justina Ireland. So we've got, we've got some reading material. And
0: I think I saw
1: Sonora. Sonora? Yeah. Where was Sonora? You were asleep. Oh, I was asleep? Okay. There was another um, one with Sonata. Wow. Well, so, even though we've been on vacation, we've had an awesome Star Wars time.
0: I'm going to walk crap off this bed.
1: Okay, you walk crap off the bed. Uh, I think. Okay. Uh, do you have anything. I'll well, tell you why. Do you have anything else to say to the people? And then I'll get into the like the detail review. Any, anything else, Betty? We're at real scared. I have a yep. real porn, and, and I'm a big big, and I'm going to kick his butt. <laughs> All right, ah! I'm glad you're having a good vacation, kiddo. <laughs> all right, we. <laughs> all right, thanks, little Han, for telling everybody what's going on, and we will see you again soon. Okay, buddy. All right, tell everybody. See you for now.
0: See ya, baby nineties, bud.
1: <laughs> bye, bye, little Han. <laughs>
0: Hi, this is Susie McGrath. I pay Tam in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Decor.
1: All right, uh, we are back. Uh, so, Little Han um, has had a lot of fun this week. And, yeah, you can't complain about being on vacation when the season premiere starts, but let's get into it. I'll just go over what I thought of it. Uh, Little Han already offered his opinion. Uh, so, it was Into the Unknown... Uh, written by Stephen Melching and directed by Brad Rao. I didn't mention the directors enough last year, so I'm going to do that this year and give credit to everybody involved. Um, so we um, we jumped right into it from the end of the season finale from last year. Uh, I do like that they showed the aftermath on Castellan. Uh, the first shot with the Spiegel's just sitting on the wreckage of the TIE Fighters, and you see the uh, the racing rings are still there, just... the the aftermath of what happened. Um, And then we get the scene with Phasma via hologram, which helps to establish this is taking place before The Last Jedi. uh, So that she's still there, at least for now. And it wasn't uh, Gwendolyn Christie this season, it was Ellen Dubin. Uh, She also did the voice, I believe, on Lego Star Wars and did a great job with it. So, um, Shout out to Ellen for her work as Phasma. And it it finally, finally cleared it up. It wasn't that The first order needed the colossus that they were trying to keep it from leia so i thought that was neat that they um, cleared that up and then it's become a situation of secure the station or destroy it so it kind of raises the stakes as far as our team being in danger Uh, then we get to the colossus and we see bucket and cb-23 watching it come out of hyperspace uh, it makes you wonder, what, what were they saying to each other as they were just there by themselves? Um, if you listen to my review of the Poe Dameron comic, there was that great scene where uh, R2-D2 and BB-8 are kind of talking and re- recollecting what's happened in the war so far. So I wonder if it's like that with Bucket and CB. Uh, let me see. Oh, we we got to see O'Pepit. Um working on repairs that's kind of the theme that the colossus did take damage from the star destroyer so they're trying to get it fixed everybody's chipping in oh peep still doesn't have his floor scrubber. it's got to be somewhere on the station so we got to find it but right now he's being helpful good to see him again and i liked the scene in dose's office when kaz and Doza are both taking responsibility for the situation kaz is like look i'm the one who wanted to do the jump and get us out of there and those is like look i'm the one who brought the first order on the station so in i talked about it in the preview episode um there's going to be that blame um and the taking of responsibility but you know they're all in it together to fix it so uh, you know at first there's going to be this going around and uh, I got to point out, I did like uh, Doze's line, you know, because he was former Empire, and he was talking about he didn't want this generation, like his daughter, to have to deal with it. But he said the galaxy doesn't learn from its mistakes, and uh, that's a very real world thing. You've always heard the, you know, the phrase, "Those who don't learn history are condemned to repeat it." Well, that's happening here, you know, about the rise of uh, tyrannical power. So I thought that was that was a nice line by Stephen. Uh, to add that in, and then we get our first official look at the command deck, which is above Dozer's office. So it's one of those logical things where it was always there; we just didn't go to that room. Um, and, and as you can see from the outside structure, it was it was always there. It was just shut down, and they kind of clarified it on Bucket's list and the uh, extra information on StarWars.com this week. It's. Um, been shut down since they landed on castellan so 20 years and then you'll notice there's other 4d units also voiced by mary elizabeth mcglynn not just uh, 4d from last year they were shut down also and it makes sense to use a robot crew that way you know if you don't need them you just shut them down reactivate them rather than a uh, human or uh, live crew who would have to go do something else so we're on the command deck we get to see what's going on there uh, we find out there and little Honey and i talked about it they're only three parsecs from dakar so uh, they're going to make it over there pretty quick um oh they did mention it on bucket's list but it's about 10 light years and that they have an off-screen jump to get that far so it looks like they have just enough coaxium oh and that's the other thing you know they did mention you know the they're out of coaxium for uh, hyper jumps it, it's neat that you know after that was made official in solo they're using it in another canon like okay that's hyperfuel so you know there it is and sorry i'm just making notes when you're on vacation is different from making notes on my you know handy dandy notebook at home <laughs> so uh i mean okay so i'll get into it uh, it was but Lil' Han's favorite part of the episode it was the, uh, the high, all the hijinks and zero gravity. You know, it was a logical um, problem for the ship, and we got to see how everybody dealt with it. You know, CB-23's got the thrusters, so she was okay with it. I do like it. It's a nice contrast, but also building on, you know, when um, some of the sections were flooded and underwater uh the latter end of season one. You know you've got this station and it's one of the brilliant things about the series it's it's this one location but it's been exposed to different things just like you know normal life with open air and flooded with water and in space where there's gravity issues i mean they've made excellent use of one facility for all these different purposes Uh, We find out the Chelidae have gone into their shells because they're afraid. You know, what they're afraid of, we find out. So, as much as I love the Chelidae, I need to see a different perspective on them. And then it's revealed that MB-13 survived. Little Han talked about that, too, so I won't go too much more into that. Um, You know, and they're uh, using the engineering section that was revealed at the later end of Season 1 pretty well. And I just love all the creepy scenes with MB and, you know, with the Zero-G and the darkness uh, from the power outages. It was just a great environment. Uh, It made you think of Alien, of course. Also, um, Star Trek First Contact, when the Borg first came aboard the Enterprise and there were some creepy scenes like that, kind of reminded me of that, too. So that was... You know, it wasn't, like, too frightening for kids. You know, little Han enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was just a great way to again another way to show the same place in a different different light um little hon really thought that um cb was a goner when uh, when mb got her um he was like oh she's gone uh he, he wasn't sure about Niku either so, um, you know they had they had really good tension um i loved the uh scene at Aunt Z's where they're in Zero G and still partying, the pirates are just glad to be there and Flex and Orca are talking about what it's gonna do do to their business, which I'm sure will be a theme throughout. Um I think the producers mentioned that um when I did the that wrap up episode. And my handwriting is so bad. <laughs> Um, also, you know, when they have, the uh, like, they finally get it fixed, but it's too much gravity, so they're um, kind of stuck to the floor, which um, happened in the Poe comic, too. So it's a nice callback to that. Um, now this whole, especially the scene in Aunt Z's, where it's like up and down, up and down with the gravity, made me think of the old G.I. Joe series from the 80s, when they did the Pyramid of Darkness, where they were on the space station, and they turned gravity on and off to... Try to defeat Cobra and the Dreadnoughts. So uh, it was a nice callback to that, whether it was intentional or not. I asked Steven on Twitter if um, that was an influence. He said no, but it might have been somebody else's in the production process. Um, You know, they they talk about, you know, the missing Tam, they miss her skills, they miss her friendship. Um, You know, obviously that's the big theme. You know, are we going to get Tam back or what can we do about it? Let's see. Oh, oh, we skip over to, back to the Star Destroyer, and you know, the First Order, I mean, they want her skills, but they also need her to help find the Colossus, they think she might have a lead on it. And we do find out her pilot designation, she is DT-533. Um, I don't know if they'll just be the only mention of it or what, but, you know, it's like a reverse thing. you know, she went from having a name to having a designation, so, you know, very foreboding there and she just wants to be a pilot so you know she wants to do uh, you know work on her skills but also help who she thinks is in the right um, you know the conflict is there and that's going to be a continuing theme all season uh, yeah i made some more notes about mb but a little Han and i talked about it you know it's logical for um, the role to survive um, not a big stretch of imagination for uh, the fall not to destroy her, but, you know, still had the uh, cracked lens from fighting CB last season. Uh, and, you know, it was a good plan. Wait for the communications to be fixed and then send out a message to the First Order. Um, and I like that, again, you know, going back to the first season, when you know Kaz tried to piggyback... Um, a message to the resistance when there was a communications block from the First Order on the Colossus now the First Order droid is using the communications to send out, a, send out a message so again the same equipment but for different purposes and everything so that that's, man, that's just so brilliant the way they're doing that um, using this one station in different ways and you know kind of mirror image themes and everything it, I, I like it I approve um, and and one thing they excel on is visual hijinks, especially in the background. So, you know, Tor is working on something while Kaz is fighting MB in the background. And, you know, is floating around trying not to get shocked again. We get another droid fight, which is also always great. And, you know, just like Season 1 where they were trying to flush out First Order into the water, here they you know, are just trying to use the vacuum... You know the vacuum of space to pull out mb um you know mb doesn't die so that could be something to come into play later we'll keep it in mind but yeah so whereas just like having somebody fall out of the station or get flushed out with water now just goes into space again same station different theme love it um i'm running i'm running through this kind of fast because well i want to get back So, um, but yeah just a solid episode with a great story Um, and it it concludes with you know Kaz once they have stopped the message to the First Order Kaz thinks well I could use this to send a message to Tim I kind of explain himself on his comlink or on her comlink so she gets that message doesn't hear it will it come into play later we'll see does she listen to it is that message found Um, we shall have to see Um, but you know and the the producers talked about it we're going to get first order perspective this season well we got that you know we see Tam in her barracks she she's changed into our pilot uniform puts on her helmet for the first time you know she's finally a real pilot that's what she wanted that was one of the reasons to feel sympathetic for her last season she never really got to fly the fireball now she's going to be flying something um and we're going to see it from their perspective so that was the episode uh, great start to the season. We enjoyed it. Uh, I cannot wait for it to get ramped up next episode. Um, don't know how the production schedule will go. It depends on if we get home by Sunday, and I mean, we may be watching it on Monday. We'll see. Um, but we'll have the next episode review out next week. Uh, but thanks for listening to our vacation edition of uh, the review. Uh, the season's off to a great start, and I'm excited for what, um, what they're going to do to conclude the story. Um, but you can listen to every previous episode of Radio Dakar on most major podcast platforms. Uh, Home Base is Anchor. You can uh, find links to Spotify, Overcast, Apple, Google Play, um, also on SoundCloud. Uh, any way you want to listen, go back and find old episodes. Uh, we're on social media at Radio Dakar on Instagram and Twitter mostly. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron of the show and help us out, uh, it's Patreon.com/RadioDakar. But that is it for this episode. Again, great job to everyone, especially for not spoiling it. Cause you know this episode was shown at Star Wars Celebration. I never found out a thing about it from that viewing. So good job, everybody, for keeping it keeping it secret for everybody who had to wait till this week thoroughly enjoyed it little Han enjoyed it we're gonna go plan the beach and play with, play with our legos um, but until next week may the force be with you